If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always... Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick! Land on the line, learn the game again, everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic. And from said topic, we come up with a plethora of ideas on how to get obscenely rich incredibly quickly. And we just give them to you guys. We don't ask for any money up front. Maybe we ask for a little on the back end, if you know what I'm saying. A little cut of the profitos, the profiteroles, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, that's what we do. We're not like those hacks out there in YouTube land who sit around, come up with one stupid fucking idea on how to make money, and then try to sell it to everybody. That's not what we do. We're no one-size-fits-all. We're no, our ideas are pret-a-porter, ready-to-wear. But we don't just make a short set. We'll make you a different short and a different shirt. And you can granimal it if you like. That's entirely up to you. And then once you get rich off of our granimal ideas, what do they do, Noel? After you're rich, after you're sitting in the land of plenty <coughs> with holding the golden keys, you say, hey, I didn't get here by myself. Those guys, those guys that uh, the one dude gives like a complete word salad of an intro. <laughs> Josh and Noel, that's right. I owe them something for giving you me these some ideas. Gall <laughs> that, one, that was I word, give a salad. word salad. That one was a big time word salad. Uh, and I owe them something. Uh, I owe them 10% of everything I made while I got rich. Tithe them 10%. That's the deal. Tithe tip, if uh, tithe sounds a little too uh, much for you, you're not down with the tithing, but you're into the tipping, think of us as essential workers. That's right. That is right. Giving you the ideas that you need, and you got to support your essential workers. Mm -hmm. I know when I hear the applause every night at 7 o'clock, which I don't really hear all that much anymore. Oh, really? We still have it. Oh, in our neck of the woods, people don't even. Deb got so pissed off the other day. We were out walking the dog at 7, and she, the, the bell rang. The, the church bell rang for uh -huh. 7 o'clock, and, and she just started clapping really loudly and staring at people as we walked by them as they were sitting at the tables getting served <laughs> their pizza, pomodoro, and their fucking glasses of wine, acting like there's no fucking pandemic going around here now. I don't know about your section of the villain, but our section section of the village, but our section of the village is a bunch of entitled fucking <clears throat> twenty and thirty something year old white people mm -hmm. who are genuinely acting like they are untouchable. Yeah, it's not quite like that over here. You know, if you go out, most people have masks on. Uh there's a there's a bunch of people that are probably like between 17 to 25 that are just out to party and, and pick up and they are not wearing masks. And then there's the odd like person who looks like they subscribe to, I don't know, libertarian monthly. Uh, but, but most, the vast majority with masks. No, these are all, you know, men and women who the guys all wear baseball caps backwards and, you know, Oakley sunglasses and are all kind of a little bit jacked, you know, in good shape. Uh-huh. And they just, you know, they don't wear anything. And then the women have their masks wrapped around their wrists like it's a a, 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 a bracelet or something. Yeah. It's not on their neck, not on their face, nothing. You know what the people that kill me are the people that have the mask pulled down, walking mm -hmm. down the street, uh, and they walk by people and they don't pull it up when they walk by. I don't understand that. If Yeah. I, I mean, like, it's like, why are you... It, 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 it's not an accessory, people. No. It serves an actual purpose. Yeah. 
And if you don't believe me, ask people in Florida, Arizona, or Texas. Yeah. And the thing is, you young people are getting it. If we actually listen to this show. Yeah. Are getting it. And there's a big up right now because none of you are wearing masks. And it doesn't, for those that aren't immunocompromised or have any of the big problems, the big problems don't show up right away with you guys. But when you suddenly find out you had COVID and two months, three months later, you've got a blood clot forming, you know, good luck with that. Yeah. Because that's what's happening with a lot of them. They're like these, they're like these 30 year olds having strokes and it's because they, you know, they're, they're connecting it to the fact that they had COVID. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. enough of my soapboxing. <laughs> That's not making you people any money. No. We should do a show on soapboxes. Yeah. How to Sell make money soap But not this show, Noel. No. Uh, I have not seen you in a week. No. And I've only seen you via Zoom. Yes. Hopefully we'll be uh, uh, socially distancing with your, your new baby. Yes. Mm-hmm. I told you. Come on over. We'll make tacos. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, uh, have you been, man? I have been pretty good. Um, uh, Nigel, my son, uh, is more of a delight every single day, every single That'll, day. I think that happens from all reports. Uh-huh. That pretty much is the, for the most part, the case until they hit about 12. Wow. And then, and then, and then it's like, you'll have some nightmarish moments, but overall delights like, you know, the, the terrible twos, which really apparently happened during the threes, uh-huh. from what I've been told, can be a little rough. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's really when they start to get to the tweens age, 11, 12, and they, they don't think you're the you. greatest person in the world anymore. They I think know. you're kind of a dick. Yeah. Well, this guy is getting great. He's getting every day uh, mm. now more and more like smiley and interactive and... Uh, mm just wants to like connect and like smile and stuff. Right. Um, and I read something the other day saying that what you should be doing to play with a kid this age, you know, uh, what at this point, a month and a week, um, is teabag him. <laughs> Not teabag him. No. Okay. Is, I thought uh, that was basically hold a conversation with them, right? So, oh, okay. Uh, you know, have a piece of a conversation, then leave a pause and wait for them to either go ah or uh, gesture as so well. So you're like counts. socializing them. Yes. And then react as if they told you something and then leave a space and let them do it again. So we've been trying to do that a little bit. And then uh, this morning, uh, that, that Tom Tenney would love this one. So this morning, um, he he kept holding his hand like he was holding a mic. <laughs> he did. He kept holding his hand like he was holding a mic. So I kept grabbing his hand and going like, "Hey, uh, this is Josh Noel show. Uh, what can we do for you?" And then and, and saying things like that about as if we were in the Josh Noel show. Nothing I have done in my life made this guy react like this. He exploded with joy every time I did it. Uh, he He's going to take over our show. Good. It, he is a born... Nothing has given him this much joy as me pretending we were having a radio show. Uh, just exploding with joy. It was, it was the best thing you ever saw in your life. He can do the Spanish version of our show when we start to uh, 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 syndicate. Yeah, around the world. Yeah, he'll be able to. He'll be he'll be doing all the Spanish uh, uh, voiceovers. Yeah, for us. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Your voice will sound very different than it does now. Get Rico Rapido, mm-hmm. Noel E. Nigel. <laughs> yep. That's what it'll be called. Yep. Yeah, he does this one noise that is hilarious. And he mostly does it in the middle of the night. It sounds like a dolphin. Like that. I, I can't do it, mm-hmm. but uh it's like how does this noise come out of this kid? It's great. He's the best. And you're officially in that mode now. What what mode's that? The mode that all parents get into where 
they think that everything their child does is the greatest thing ever. Well, and that everyone wants to hear about it. They have no choice. This is I our know. show. That <laughs> <laughs> is a friend of mine who used to tell me that when his first son was like six months old, what a genius he was. Okay. He would say, this kid's so smart, Josh. He's so smart. And I'd be like, why, why is he smart? Well, you know, we got him a drum set. And he went, and I'm like, first of all, why are you getting a six-month-old a drum set? Yeah. That seems like you're just asking for trouble. And he, said, he just grabbed the sticks and he started playing. And he was like playing music. And I said, really? He was playing music. He said, yeah, I videotaped it. And he sent me the videotape, and the kid is just smashing on the drums like a six-month-old might do. Uh-huh. Right? And I didn't say anything, but this is kind of what, what he does. You know what I mean? This was his whole thing. When the kid, he was talking to the kid in Spanish and English. Mm-hmm. And when the kid started talking, he could speak some Spanish. You know what I mean? Like at some point, he started saying like, you know, uno, dos, tres. You know, he learned numbers in Spanish and English. And the kid's the most genius thing in the face of the earth. And I'm just like, kids are like, you know, no. He's not a genius. He's just a little kid. He's just a baby. I I have a question about the drums. Uh-huh. Was it rhythmic, what the kid was doing? No, it was not. Oh, okay. It was a fucking mess. <laughs> There's nothing rhythmic about it. It was, it was, and he videotaped it for a solid five minutes. Oh, really? And he sent me the video, and I'm like, and he, did you listen to all of it? And I was like, no, I cannot listen to all of it. Did you, did you get the remix version? I, I made the <laughs> remix version. I put it into GarageBand and remixed the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to every story you tell now on the show yeah that 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 you know will have nothing to do with the uh 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 topic on hand unless the topic is nigel <laughs> well hey uh you're gonna have to come up with more stories then you're gonna have to actually remember your life uh well you know i'm working with my therapist on that and it's not going so good he's really <laughs> like you know what how do you not remember these things yeah like I don't know, man. I just don't remember. You don't, him. He wants you to remember so that he can make money off the trauma it'll cause. Well, yeah, yeah. Of you block course. things. I out mean, it's for already caused trauma. It's just you know how much more, you know what what sort of effect it's going to have in the long run mm-hmm. or longer run when it when it comes vomiting up at some point. Oh yeah, it explodes out of my mouth from my brain in a direct line. That that'll go, be. Our best series of shows when that starts happening. Uh-huh. You just weeping I, on the air. Yeah, just being openly like like <laughs> like furious and full of rage yeah. and sadness. Getting full like full on, you know, uh manic depressive on the air, just like spinning up and spinning down yeah. in front of you and you just watching me on Zoom going, What the fuck is going on yeah. here? And I'll be like, Look, Nigel's trying to wink. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, and I just trying to fucking wink. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I don't know, man. What's the topic today, Noel? You don't know what the topic is. It was. I know so what the topic in. is. Exploded had with joy. Nothing. I cannot come up with anything to tie into the topic. He he exploded with joy. Oh, oh my god, that was. Come on. We're a little too early back into the show to expect me to pick up those tiny ones. But, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that he exploded with joy, Noel. That's right. Because today's topic is... Today's topic is fireworks. How to... Boom, boom, boom. All the way to the top. Yeah, fireworks. Do you understand what's going on with the fireworks in Brooklyn thing? Uh, Apparently, there's a lot of fireworks. But not just that. There are people claiming that it's a right-wing conspiracy. I, I read an article about the conspiracy theories. <laughs> it's bananas. And it's it's like, but people that I wouldn't normally check up on, you know, that would, that you know, I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, but here's the thing about that conspiracy theory is uh, 
why don't you explain do you can you explain the conspiracy theory because yes. i don't fully understand the conspiracy theory okay so there are people that there has been uh, a record high number of complaints about fireworks going off in the city uh and in in all cities not just new york um constantly constantly and people are going crazy about it uh you can't read anything on the internet without it being about how fireworks everywhere did you guys hear those fireworks what about those fireworks uh and there there is a conspiracy theory that uh they're being done by the right wing uh to keep us all on edge that's basically it uh Okay, so when you say they're being... Now, so what I had heard was that they were just leaving boxes of fireworks out Okay, in neighborhoods where there are a lot of young, rambunctious kids. All right. And that they're just, you know, giving them out to these kids to blow up fireworks. It's not like members of the alt-right... I mean, the way I heard it was like, you know, members of the alt-right aren't marching around Brooklyn setting off fireworks. Then I've heard that the cops no, they're are providing involved in them. it. What was that? They're providing them is the is the theory. Right. They're providing them. Then I heard the cops are providing them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the thing, though, about this. A, what's the payoff for the far right other than we're a little nervous? Uh, and B, I don't know how many right far right people you've ever seen on TV or in magazines but they certainly aren't folks with the funds to be putting millions of dollars of fireworks around the city, every city. Uh, they tend to look a little on the methy side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the methy side. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Uh, you know. I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to because me. Because there's all. no payoff. That's why there's, it doesn't make sense. The only way I see it's a payoff is if by the alt-right they really mean these militia people, uh-huh. like the Boogaloo Boys and stuff like that, okay. who have you know been caught trying to foment uh, 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 craziness and uh, 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 issues within the leftist circles mm-hmm. during the Black Lives Matters marches and stuff like that. That seems like something groups like that would do. Yeah. Because that would be part of their thought process right you know they think about things like psyops and shit like yeah. that 3d chess yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the fireworks yeah. which is interesting because i have one of my ideas is all about 3d chess with fireworks oh really yeah but i mean not literally 3d chess but along oh. the the i the those lines okay anyway Noel. anyway fireworks they're loud, they're explosive, they're all over the cities of this world. They are. Of this country. They are. And Did you know that in London, fireworks are legal, and you're allowed to shoot them off between, I think, 7 in the morning and 11 at night any day of the week? All year round? Yep. Huh, I did not know that. It is legal In the UK, it is legal to buy fireworks all year, and that's also legal to use fireworks on any day of the year between 7 and 11, 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. Okay. All right. So, you know, if you're looking to enjoy the 4th of July and really go at it, go to a place that doesn't celebrate it and just start setting off fireworks like crazy. <laughs> I feel like it's like legalizing drugs. You know what I mean? You legalize them and just let people basically use them all day, every day if they want. It suddenly loses its luster. Yeah. You don't have as many people fucking around with them. Well, certainly the firecrackers would lose their luster. Yeah. Actual fireworks might not. Yeah, because they're pretty cool. I remember back in the day, we used to have to go down to Chinatown and buy them from sketchy dudes, the back of sketchy dudes' cars in alleyways to get our 4th of July fireworks. Huh. It was a crazy time back in the 80s, my friend. That sounds like a fun memory. Dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, Noel, anyway, how are you getting rich off of fireworks? I'll tell you. You guys, as I said, people are locked in their apartments. Uh, fireworks going off. They're getting on edge. Um, and I was trying to think, how can we make money 
with fireworks with our given situation today, right? Everyone locked up. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I went through a lot of different ideas. I went through, uh, you know, putting screens on windows so people can look out the window and everyone sees the fireworks. Um, did you hear what's happening with these uh, Macy's fireworks this year? Apparently they're doing them. Uh, the only thing I understood is they're being... Sh- all over the the city they're not going to be in like one spot as they usually are to try to avoid having tons of people crowding not only are they going to be all over the city and not in one place to keep uh people from crowding uh but they are going to be at random times all over the place unannounced from june 29th uh over the next five days really yes What's so that nobody that? gathers. They're just going to go off. That's insane. It's completely insane. Especially in a city that, that, that dealt with 9-11. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I remember for, for years, anytime fireworks would go off randomly and you wouldn't know where the hell, you know, you'd hear like large explosions that were fireworks and you're like, why? What's going on? The immediate thought was what's blown up. Yeah. And yeah. people are going to get back to that now because we are living in a, a fucking dystopian world. Yeah. Susan Teresa, executive producer of Macy's Fourth of July Fourth uh, of July fireworks show, said in a statement to ABC Seven, "The fireworks will be set off at a high elevation, unannounced, to prevent people from gathering to watch them." <laughs> Which is, of course, the. The only reason to have fireworks. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> it's so bananas to me. I mean, who, who, if if people aren't gathered to watch them, it's like if the fireworks blow up over the river and no one's there to watch it, did it happen? Exactly. Did it happen, right? Um, yeah. So, so I was going through all these ideas of how to better do this. Uh, you know, could there be a way to have tiny, safe fireworks that you could have in your apartment uh, or just outside your windows? Um, I went through all sorts of ideas. And, and what it really came down to, right? Uh, no, <laughs> you can't really, right? Uh, the, the, the thing that you're going to miss from all... All of that is the grandiose explosion of the firework, which is the best part, right? Like, there, there's a reason watching them on TV doesn't quite cut it, and it's because you don't feel the boom right in your chest. Nope. Right? Um, you don't smell the smoke. You don't see the actual, like, you know, yeah, it just it doesn't cut it at all. Yes. Uh, uh <laughs> And lighting them off randomly uh, completely destroys it because you don't see it then, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? All you get <laughs> is the freaking ex- the the boom and the smell. That's all you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, in Chicago, uh, they've got a big fireworks show every third of July. Uh, right down on Lakeshore Drive, um, and they've got a big, um, uh, like, outdoor concert area, right? And you can gather, and uh, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra plays, and then uh, as it gets near the fireworks, they block off Lakeshore Drive, which is basically a highway along along the lake, mm-hmm. and uh, people can spill out onto there and just cover that too and they have a giant fireworks display every year uh that is coordinated along with the symphony playing the william tell overture okay and Um, is the symphony playing live on the drive yes um so i thought you know okay that's a good thing um 
And and it's great because, you know, the boom, 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 yeah. all that is poof, and you feel it right in your chest and it, it, it it's great combo, right? Well, and, you know, for the Macy's, have you ever gone to the Macy's firework display? Yes. And have you ever brought like a portable radio or anything like that? No. Because they play music. You tune into, I can't remember what station it there's a specific playlist that goes along with every fireworks display for Macy's Fourth of July. Okay, it's not a live performance like okay. like what you got, but same idea. Yeah, soundtrack as it were. Yeah. So I thought, uh, how do we get like that? How do we get it so that people can actually see it? And how do we get it so people still stay safe? You know, we don't want everyone running to the to the, the river and crowding mm-hmm. in. And taking an hour to cross one little footbridge with a, two million people or something like that. Um, so the thing with the TV fireworks, because you put them on TV and everyone can see them, right? And you can't even televise these freaking unannounced ones, right? Unless you're going to interrupt every channel <laughs> and right. just show a boom, right? <laughs> uh the, the, so you could televise them get a good view mm-hmm. but you're not going to feel that boom so what you're going to do people is you're going to make boom trucks and you're going to make trucks that go around the city and they're basically just giant woofers and they're letting out smoke so you can smell the smoke and you go Along with the fireworks, just like it would be to the William Tell Overture, only mm-hmm. now you're playing along to the fireworks. Um, and so people will be able to sit at home safely, watch the fireworks on TV, and all of them will smell the gunpowder, feel the boom in their chest. And because of the beauty of this, you can still, if you want to, you can do it neighborhood by neighborhood. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, but, but that's what you're going to do. You're going to, you're going to give people the full experience in their apartments safe. You're not going to do some weird sneak attack, uh, fireworks show like Macy's is doing this year. Uh, and, and you're going to make a lot of money because a lot of people are going to want it. And it's (laughs) unfortunately with the way things are going, who knows how long we're inside for. Yeah, I was thinking like when once you started talking about it and you you explained this, I I you know you remember many moons ago you would come up with an idea for this like an ice dildo mm-hmm. for your butt. How about like a boom butt plug speaker? Because you know when you get a good boom, you actually feel it in your loins. Yeah, you know what I mean in your lower your lower body and like have it just right up the bum. With a nice, good subwoofer speaker in there. You know, the quality of speakers in small sizes has gotten better and better and better. That's true. These Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. And just when it goes off, you just feel it. Like you're just standing there. Suddenly, oh. And you're just like, holy shit. That was a deep boom. You could do that, but you're going to have to get people to buy them and stick them up their butt, though. Yeah, I think people will do that just to have the, you know, experience, have that real virtual experience. Yeah. It would save their dog's ears. For sure. For sure. And their dog's fears as yeah. well. Yeah. I wish I had thought of that for my second idea, about which is about animals. You, you know, if you did have the boom trucks, you uh-huh. could have a boom-free section of the city where everyone could bring their pets. There you go. That's brilliant. Although then they'd all get COVID because they're gathering together. The pets or the people? The people with the pets. The people with the pets, yeah, you make a good point. The whole point is to not gather. Yes. But at least the boom trucks are one big boom. One big boom. Or boom to boom to every firework that explodes on the TV. (laughs) Oh, right. So maybe a lot of booms. A lot of booms. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's a great idea, Noel. I like it. I like it. So, Noel, you've heard of the Bay of Pigs, right? Yep. Well, uh, after the Bay of Pigs, that, that massive... CIA failure to overthrow the Castro government. Uh, The president of the United States at the time, President John F. Kennedy, was adamant that he wanted to have Castro and the communist regime 
out of Cuba by October of 1962, basically a year later. Okay. So the CIA created an operation called Operation Mongoose. It was a secret program aimed at removing the communists and was headed up by a fella... And they came up with a bunch of ideas to overthrow Cuba. And one of the ideas that they came up with that I was so impressed with, the idea was to create the second coming of Jesus Christ. What they would do was convince the Cuban people, a repressed Catholic society, right? Because the communist regime did not allow the expression of religion. So there were all these Catholics who were not allowed to practice their Catholicism. That Jesus Christ was coming, and he was coming to Cuba. The second coming was coming to Cuba. Uh, That Fidel Castro was the Antichrist, and that Jesus wanted the people of Cuba to overthrow the Antichrist. The plan consisted of spreading the word... uh, that it was imminent and that Christ was against Castro. And then whatever date that was set, there would be a manifestation of this thing. And what they would do just over their horizon would be an American submarine that would surface off of Cuba and send up some star shells, fireworks, and this would indicate that it was uh, uh, the second coming about to begin. Then what they would do is send a plane to project images of Jesus Christ onto low-lying clouds off the coast of, of Havana. And this is all true. And broadcast messages from Jesus Christ over a loudspeaker to the people of Cuba, ordering them by the authority of God himself (laughs) to overthrow Castro the Antichrist and renounce communism. Okay. This was a seriously considered idea, except for the fact that they didn't think they could muffle the sounds of the airplanes well enough that it wouldn't be realized that that the planes were doing that stuff. Okay. So it died where it was, but no longer. No. Because this is what you're going to do, guys. You are going to overthrow Cuba. You are going to use the second coming of Jesus Christ. But the beauty of it is you can do this all now with Bluetooth. You can do it wirelessly. You know, that's a particular favorite of mine, doing things wirelessly. You're going to put on a fireworks display that will rival if not put to bed the macy's july 4th fireworks display but like the the macy's one it will be surprise it will be a surprise no one's going to know anything about it it's you're going to do it and you're going to make a deal with the american government not for cash what you're going to ask for is the hotel and casino rights for all of Cuba. Oh, wow. That's a lot. And you are going to make a mint. Yeah. Just laundering money, like we learned in the, uh, in the last episode. Yeah. You can make a fortune doing that. But that's what's going to happen, guys. You're going to take this idea, and you're going to go around the world, and you're going to do this to every, for every repressed regime, every repressed society mm-hmm. to overthrow that regime. You are going to create a second coming of Christ to bring the people up and take back their land. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Uh, Yeah. Uh, You guys, do it. Take over Cuba, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, Hey. Can I tell you a quick little uh, fireworks fact? Yeah. The Walt Disney Company is the largest consumer of fireworks in the world. Okay. And in so being, and, and that being the case, that makes them the second largest purchaser of explosive devices right behind the U.S. military. 
Really? Yep. Wow. Because they do that fireworks display every night. Yeah. Holy moly. Uh, there you go, guys. Uh, if you're like, hey, you know, I came here prepared to pay my 10% when I get rich. I didn't realize I would be getting peppered with these wonderful facts along the way. How do I give some money for those? Well, what you can do is you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh and Old show page, click the sponsor button, and pledge an amount. Half the money will go to Josh and I to pay for all this fire firework research that he's doing. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get to feel like a champ because you're supporting the arts on uh, community radio. And if you're like, no, I am pro Castro. I am will not give Josh Noel money. Well, we got you covered there, too, because you want to do that in the way that pisses us off most, which is to go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And from that main page, hit the pledge button. And if you pledge from there, all that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. Not a single nickel will go to Josh or I. You can put a note saying Viva Castro in there, right? Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see it. We'll be pissed off. You get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 organization. You get to feel like a champ even though we hate you. Um, other ways you can help support, if you uh, if you want, you can download the app, iOS or Android. You can listen to the station live, or you can get all the archives of all the shows. Uh, you can subscribe to the newsletter. Um, another way that we're trying to promote right now to help us out, other than just flat out giving us money, is you can go uh, Amazon Smile, and you can use Radio Free Brooklyn as your Amazon Smile charity. And a little piece of everything you buy on Amazon costs you nothing, but a little piece comes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Helps keep the doors open. We just did that with the last six things we ordered from Amazon. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, they, they uh, changed the app now, too, so you can hook that up to your app on your phone. So anything you buy from Amazon on your phone will now also uh, use that smile charity thing. Uh, so do it, guys. You know, every week we have a topic. This week it's fireworks. And, you know, if it were up to me, I think, yeah, that is enough. We're giving them plenty of ways to get rich. But Josh is like, no, not enough. He needs more. So he scours the Internet for another little way for you to get rich. So, uh, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. In 2017, a woman in the UK walked into a betting shop with one buck, or in this case, one pound, and walked out with $800,000. She bet on what's called an accumulator, meaning she chose 12 English football matches and bet which side would win in each game, stating home win or away win. She didn't like football, she told the press, and just chose the names she liked. She got them all correct, and William Hill Betting Company said it was their biggest football payout ever. The funny thing is, the woman's husband, apparently a football expert, had been betting on teams every week all of his adult life. So there you go. You might try using the force when you bet. That's what you should do. Yeah. Because you seem to like sports as much as this woman does. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, you can go in with a dollar and come out with 800K. I, yeah, that sounds good to me. I need 800K, and, and that's starter money for any of these ideas. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. 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 Anyway, Noel. Anyway. Fireworks. Fireworks. How are you going to get rich with them? Uh, so, I, as I said, I was reading a little bit about uh, the conspiracy theories, and there was an article in the New York Times basically debunking them. Um, or not debunking them, just saying, like, there's these crazy conspiracy theories out there and someone was saying in there it's not that it is just that people have been so cooped up and they really want to let off some steam and fireworks are a great way of doing that because you get to have an explosion you get to boom you get the fire it, it, it is very cathartic right lets off some of that rage some of that pent-up emotion and I thought, ah, oh, that's great. Um, and another thing that I've been seeing going around is a lot of the uh, P 
people taking down uh, the statues, right? Uh, a lot of people are getting a lot of joy out of smashing these statues to bits. Yeah. Um, so I thought, okay, the, we got two good points here. Um, and I started going from there and reading, trying to read everything I could about fireworks. And I came across an article uh, that wasn't exactly what I was expecting when I was looking for firework articles. But it was about um, in Vegas, they, uh, you know how they always have the big shows of they're taking down one of the old hotels. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was one of those, and it was had a giant fireworks display with it, and it was just a giant celebration of taking this old hotel down. And I thought, huh, how can we combine all these things? How can we uh, have the whole taken down of a building, which I think is great. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with With the fireworks, with the cathartic, with people wanting to destroy their evil idols right now. And it hit me. This isn't one for this year. This is one for next year. Okay. Uh, what you're going to do, you're going to buy up some of these uh, Trump properties out there. Oh, brilliant. Right? Yeah. You're going to buy up as many as you can. If you need to get together with some people, make a little conglomerate, do it. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to buy these hotels. Real estate's down right now. Uh, yep. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to buy them up. And next year, when we no longer have this fool of a president, uh, and people have this rage they want to get out, and they want to tear down these monuments of evil, you know, you, you can take down a Stonewall Jackson statue. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you going to do with a Trump Tower in every big city? Uh-huh. I'll tell you what you're going to do is you're going to bring them all down next Fourth of July. Uh, you're going to you're going to have everyone moved out. We're not going to take it down full of people or anything like that. Uh, and you are going to have controlled demolition of all the Trump Towers uh, with fireworks displays going off. Uh, and it is going to be a return of the country. You are going to make. America feel great again uh, and you're going to take down <laughs> you you know you're, you're you're cutting off the confederate flag problem at its source you're getting rid of those trump towers that's right uh, right in time and then you'll you're left with this very valuable land that you can yeah. build something better on or you could just sell for someone else to build on they, or you could do that yeah I mean, I think it's a great idea. My only problem with it is you're giving Donald Trump a lot of money. Yeah, well, does he really own that stuff anymore? It depends. It depends on the on some he owns, some he just licenses his name to. Yeah, well, unfortunately, you're going to have to get the New York one because uh, without that one, it's worth nothing. Um, New York ones. There are several Trump Trump buildings in New York. Yeah, that's true. That's true. One of them he doesn't own. There's a few he doesn't own. I had a I had a uh, 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 a coworker my wife lived in. Uh, there were a bunch of Trump buildings that were licensed over on the uh, west side in the '60s, and after he became president, they took all the Trump signs down. Yeah, they were like he's not he's not uh, really involved with us anymore. Yeah, well, and, and in New York, that's not a real draw for a building. You know, maybe you can have one building. Genuinely love it. I I think what you can do is also, before you blow them up, you can charge people to come in and supply them with sledgehammers, and they can just trash the place. Oh, yeah. Trash the interior. Yeah, you can make back your your cedar money right from that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Anyway, no, as we spoke about earlier... Dogs, pets, real problem. Yep. Uh, I mean, I have a personal story that's kind of gruesome. Uh, not personal, personal, but uh, back in the 70s, my aunt and uncle had a dog, and uh, they were kind of partying it up in, this was in California, in L.A., and they were kind of partying it up, and the dog was on the leash, and someone was setting off fireworks, and the dog was in the backyard. They thought he would be fine back there. The dog jumped over the fence, 
with a leash on and hung itself. Oh, no. That's how freaked out animals get. There's even supposedly dogs that have uh, heart attacks and die. Uh, it happens mostly with older dogs, but there are dogs that just drop dead essentially from fear of fireworks. Wow. Uh, I read one thing where in England, it's the only place I could find this statistic, 60% of dogs show marked signs of distress when exposed to fireworks displays, even outside of the home. Uh, applied to the canine population in the UK, that suggests there are at least five and a half million dogs that are distressed and, you know, completely freaked out uh, when fireworks displays happen. Uh, so you can imagine what that number is in the United States. Yeah. Right? It's three, four times that amount. Yeah. Um, Fourth of July uh, in this country uh, is the single is the day that the single most uh, uh, missing pet reports happen. Really? Yeah. The 5th of J July is the, is, is the day that, that uh, all shelters uh, get inundated with calls from people asking if their dogs have been picked up. So it's like the Super Bowl for pets. Uh, it's the Super Bowl of freaking pets the fuck out. Yeah. Now, I was like, th so it seems clear that there's got to be something out there that's designed to calm pets down during this sort of thing. And I found a bunch of things that are supposedly supposed to work, but there's no actual proof that they do work. Yeah, there's there like one, those heavy sweaters or whatever, right? There's, they're what they call uh, thunder, thunder jackets Yes, that are heavy and tight. And it's supposed to make them calm down, like what they do with cows before they slaughter them. They put them in those traps that sort of squeeze them so they feel like they're being hugged and they just calm down. Um, but there's, that doesn't work with a lot of dogs. It doesn't work with a lot of them. Um, there's a report that says percentage of dogs, if they listen to solo Calm solo piano music. Mm -hmm. It relaxes them. And there's several CDs you can buy that are for calming your dogs. But that clearly isn't doing the trick for a lot of people. Yeah. There's uh, calming uh, 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 unguents and tinctures you can give your dog. Uh, some people get their dogs high so they pass out. Um, that's probably the most effective. Sure. But I was sure. like... It's not necessarily good. If you don't dose your dog correctly with marijuana, you could kill your dog. Yeah. There are lethal doses of marijuana that are way, way, way lower than what a human being would ingest and have any problem with. So that's just changing one problem for another. Plus, if your dog gets really stoned, the way they pass the THC out of their system is they pee themselves. Because I had this happen with my dog. Oh, no. <laughs> where I happened to be rolling a joint and dropped a little bud and I didn't realize it and he ate it and uh, he proceeded to get really, really high oh. and just laid on the couch, stoned out of his gourd and then periodically would just piss himself oh. all over the couch. Oh. Yeah, it was, not, it was not his finest moment, nor mine for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone got a prize like that day. There's nothing like being stoned and being fearful for your stoned dog yeah. dying on you. Um, anyway, uh, so what is there for dogs? Well, I was racking my brain. And while racking my brain, I needed to take a break. So what does one do when they take a break and they're doing research online? They go to YouTube. And they look at old videos from America's Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent. <laughs> and on an episode of Britain's Got Talent from 2015, a woman named Christina Lennon brought her dog, Princess, out on stage. And she introduced her dog as Hypno-Dog. She claimed that her dog could hypnotize people just by staring into their eyes. She brought 11 people out of the audience, plus the two co-hosts of the show, onto the stage. 
They stared into the dog's eyes and immediately fell over in a hypnotic trance. She then, not the dog, but the woman, then at that point, after they were hypnotized by the dog staring into their eyes, uh, made them do a simple forgetting thing where they would count to 10 but forget the number 7. So they'd all go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11. And they could not remember the number 7. Okay. So this is what you're going to do. You are going to teach your dog to hypnotize people or to hypnotize just how to hypnotize. Then you're going to take your dog. What better way to hypnotize a dog than with a dog hypnotist? That's right. Nothing gets out protein like protein. That's right. <laughs> you are going to take your dog around, and you're going to hypnotize everybody's dog, and you're going to charge them a fee, a okay. big fee. And this is going to go for the, the – you're going to do this for like a month before July 4th. And you're going to go around the country hypnotizing people's dogs with your hypno dog and basically telling them that they love fireworks. Oh, Fireworks relax them. They go to sleep when fireworks happen. They don't have a problem with fireworks. And you are going to make a fucking fortune. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah, that's that. That's great. Yeah. And, and you know what? If you want to make more year after year, you know how they have like the the things that'll break a hypnotic trance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When you hear a snap or when you hear whatever it is, right? You can say when you hear, I don't know, like trick or treat or something that comes oh, later Oh, there you in go. The right. Year. Another holiday. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh-huh. Although there's fireworks right after that a lot of the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> But something that happens before next 4th of July, mm-hmm. and you're back in the money. you got to yeah. re-up. Good, good point. Good point. Can I give you another quick uh, fireworks factoid? Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, Elvis Presley uh, used to rent out entire roller skating rinks, and he would bring his entourage. They would be dressed up in Air Force jumpsuits, gloves, helmets, and goggles, and then shooting $15,000 worth of fireworks at each other. Wow. So there you go. It's good it, to be Elvis. Yeah, it is good to be Elvis. Um, You guys, you probably want to get in touch with Josh and say, great facts, thank you very much. Uh, I've hypnotized my dog, that kind of thing. You can get him on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email Noel. If you want to ask him any question about Nigel, yeah. I'm sure you'll get a three or four page response. You will. At GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Or you get either of us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere you can get a podcast nowadays and you can subscribe, rate, review. If you haven't at this point, we're disappointed in you. Yeah, please uh, review us. Yeah, come on. Uh, if you only listen to us in podcast form, we implore you tune in. Radio Free Brooklyn, Saturday nights, 8 o'clock. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Uh, Get their little early. Listen to Art Star scenes. Stick around afterwards. Listen to the circuit. You guys, there's a lot of great things happening at Radio Free Brooklyn, and if you're not taking part in it, you're losing out. Stop losing out. Get in. This point, you got a lot of money in your pocket. You've made a lot of money during this episode. What are you going to do with it, right? Just buy pants with bigger pockets? No, no, that's crazy. Josh is going to tell you ways to get rid of that money. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. Send that money! Finally, the most expensive cigar in the world, and another creation by the now-familiar cigar makers Gurkha. We're talking about the Royal Courtesan. This cigar was designed with the only goal being able to create a literal million-dollar cigar. The most elite in the cigar world, the Royal Courtesan is packed with many different aspects that can only be found in premium smoke. The cigar begins with the rarest filler in the world, found only in the Himalayas, and only watered by filtered Fiji water. From there, this filler is infused with the ultra-rare Remy Martin Black Pearl Louis VIII, which in itself costs $165,000 per bottle. 
When ready, it's rolled in a pure gold leaf wrapper by a master cigar roller, who is additionally blindfolded during the process to prevent any possible distractions, yielding an absolutely perfectly rolled cigar. And it doesn't end there. The cigar is then embroidered using a total of five carats of diamonds. When completed, the royal courtesan is then hand-delivered to the buyer by a personal white-gloved messenger. All these really expensive sort of handmade things that we've I've had on the show, we've, uh, I've done is the spend that money, they all end up getting delivered by a special white-gloved messenger. Yeah. I think they should make you pick it the fuck up. Yeah. That's my that's that's going to be our special thing. The one thing I got from that that whole thing, I have to say, was I think you and I should do our show blindfolded to keep us from being distracted. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or we're, when we're on Zoom with each other, we can just turn off the, the video, board. huh? It'll be particularly good when you work the board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Well, we might do that. We should consider it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you guys, we have, I, I can't even tell you how much faith we have in our ideas. Uh, we know that they're going to get you rich. We know that they're worth, you know, remortgaging your house, maybe, uh, spending your kid's college fund, cashing out your 401ks, racking up your credit cards, kind of borrowing without asking money from your family, your friends, your employers. <laughs> borrowing without asking. Yeah, you know, because you'll, you'll give it back plus. Uh -huh. How do you know that it's worth it, though? How do you have faith in our ideas, the same kind of faith that we have? Well, Josh goes on the Internet and he finds rules of getting rich quick to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do our rules come from this week? Uh, today's rules, money rules that'll make you rich from Women's Health Magazine. Boom. Rule number one, make more. Make more. Yeah. Make more. Uh, it's like a command, like a hypnotic command. Make more. Right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, um, rule number two, Save tons, count dollars like calories. That's right. Save tons, count dollars like calories. Uh, sit in your apartment eating pizza or locale items if you want. Uh, watch the fireworks on TV and the boom truck will go rolling by. There you go. Uh, do we have time for one more? We got time for one more, I think. The best cost-cutting tool is a good night's sleep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. The best cost cutting tools, a good night's sleep, especially if you're a dog. Oh, nice one. Yeah. Excellent. Saves you the cost of putting out rewards for that dog, be finding that dog after it runs away. Yeah, sure does. Anyway, Noel, we are a hundred percent on that quiz. Yeah. So uh guys, you're getting rich. Real Filthy rich. rich. Yeah. Off of fireworks. Yeah. So, uh, once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. Okay. Why have 
toe, gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day.